Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. I completely forgot to come up with a name, so I'm just going to say Johnny Meeple Town and have a sad face. You're, you're encroaching on my time, John. This is, I just need a quick answer and then move you, on. Well, you told me, let's just start right now, go. And I wasn't even ready. Today, we're going to be looking at Tutankhamun and Luna Capital as our main reviews. And then we're just going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. So thanks for joining us for episode number 85. Incredibly descriptive. Hey. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean with his giggle pants on and his funny hat on. Why, Dean? Why are you wearing your giggle pants and your funny hat? You're loud. Is that? I just. Oh my gosh. Is that why? Huh? I don't know. You know, are you talking about the video I was watching earlier? I mean, you've been laughing all morning. I have. So why are you giggling so much? Should I pull that up? Is that going to pull up in the? Are you going to be able to hear that if I pull it up? If you put it in your mic, sure, they can hear that. So I wanted to make sure that we were... Put it in the front of the mic. I know, but I need, I need to talk first. Okay. I, <laughs> I wanted to make sure we were pronouncing Tutankhamun correctly. And so I was looking up like the pronounce... We I do this a lot, looking up the how to pronounce videos on YouTube. And this is this is what popped up. You ready for this? Totnaton and Ton Cody. Totnaton Cody. I watched it like most worst. five times. Most worst. And just lost it. I mean, I, <laughs> I told John that there needs to be more videos. We need it. Maybe we should do videos like that. But you have to be like, you have to sound like you're, you know what you're doing. Like yes. this guy, that's what all of them sound like. Yes. But he was just. <laughs> and not to be dead. Swinging serious. and missing. That was, <laughs> that was probably the worst mispronunciation I've know. ever heard in my entire life. How did he get through that? I would have I would have been losing it. I don't know. I mean, I did. I laughed so hard for, I don't know, like 10 minutes. He did. Uh, it actually kind of got annoying got after a while. <laughs> I got the giggles. Totten, 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 Cody. I thought that Tutankhamun was um, whenever you have a case of the gases. Oh, my goodness. Because it keeps coming. When well, we like both coming. have it. And we share that You're in common. Tutankhamun. Mm-hmm. There we go. We should probably save that for the review. What are we going to do now? I mean, that's it. That's the best material that we was, have for that review. Yikes. Todd and Todd to Todd Coney. You, know, <laughs> you, <laughs> you messed me up. <laughs> All right, here, let me bring I us, couldn't even talk. I got tongue-tied. Let me bring us back on track, John. All right, this is a story I was going to tell you. Back on track. I was, <laughs> was going to tell you a story this morning that I didn't. Okay, I work with college students, as you're well aware. Okay, last night I met this new student. I was uh, I was getting to know her, you know, where are you from, that sort of thing. Hey, we're where's the story gonna go? We're from the You're same making me place. Nervous. All right, we're from the same Michigan. Town. No, no, no. Uh, well, no, no. Where I went to high school. So I went to high school in Tennessee, small town Tennessee. And I said, yeah, I I went there back in '98 when I graduated. And she said, oh, you probably you probably know my mom. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, I graduated high school with her mom, and. To make matters worse, this girl's a grad student. <laughs> like, oh, wow. It's not that. You're old. Yeah. Yep. Sure am. Wow. That's okay. That's okay. I can handle it. I, I'm. Did you tell your wife this? I did. I did. Was she getting jealous of you? Well, she... Okay. My wife is how I found out. I didn't realize she was a grad student. My wife had met her because she was there last night. And mm. she is the one who told me, oh, yeah. And she was a grad student. Like, you're older than you actually think. That was my wife telling well, me that just so you all know that dean talking about how old he is he robbed the cradle with his wife no i didn't his wife is significantly younger than him <laughs> she 
Actually, just last night. Not was, really significant. She was mistaken for a college student last night, and that happens. <laughs> How much older are you than your wife? Uh, two years. Yeah, that's almost not, exactly two. That's years. barely older. Hey, my birthday's coming up, by the way, John. Just keep that in well, mind. Well, what made it... What? Can I tell you how you met your wife real quick, and then we'll talk about the Do you podcast? know how I met my wife? Well, you met... Yes, Dean was... You know, Dean's in charge of a uh, college... How, how long were you at your work? What are you talking about? I was not working there I thought there that she was, one of, she was one of your students. No, no, no. Here's, here's the story she hates. Dean was the teacher. She was the student. That was... And they got together. That was when I was in college... And I was a substitute teacher for a little while. And I subbed at her high school where she was a student. She was not my student, but I, I really wish she was because it makes the story that much better. She hates that story so much because it makes me she look... She fell for the teacher. It makes me look creepy, kind of bad, right? If you shaved off your beard and just kept the mustache and you told the story, it would be even better. <laughs> I was only, the funny thing, I was only 19, I guess. Like now I think you have to be 21 to be a substitute teacher, but then you only had to be 18, which is terrible. Like I'm just going to graduate high school and then go back and teach it. Is your wife older? Your wife is older than I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. She, his, uh, Amanda looks way younger. She, does. she just has one of those like young looking faces, which I know she's not complaining about. Yeah. No, no, no. She, yeah. I, I would never be mistaken for a, for a college student. In fact, I was working with some students one time when I was in my 30, no, 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 20s. I was in my 20s for sure, mid-20s, and I was told that I looked like 50. <laughs> they didn't know what they were talking about. I don't look 50 now, do I? You don't look 50. That's, <laughs> there was I'm, hesitation no, not even in your close. voice. Not, no, you don't look like that, which it wouldn't be bad if you looked 50. Are you hating on the 50-year-olds that are listening to our podcast right no, now? No, because they're 50, and they should look 50. I'm 40. So I you're, look, you're saying you shouldn't look 10 years older than I you are. I should look 25. That's, that's how it works. Someone the other day, and then we'll get into our poll, uh, said that they thought that I was 25. Is that right? Mm-hmm. You got a gray beard. I know. You got to shave your beard. And you, and if you I would, could shave my look, beard, I would. would. Look in your 20s. I look younger, yeah, but I'm not. Pushing look, 40. We, uh, oh, yeah. That's where it's at. 40's where it's at. I feel so wise. Not me. <laughs> I'm fine with 30s. Very mature. Speaking of 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a game that some of us old folk used to play and still do play. Okay. Was that an okay segue? I don't know what you're talking Into about. Into the but poll? Maybe. Did you see the poll? Is the... Uh, you the Catan one? Yeah, okay. Okay. I don't so remember the question. But I, yeah. saw vi- I saw several posts about this, and it got me to thinking, and then I got to looking. If you are unawares, there is a 3D Catan version that has come out, and it has... 3D components with a nice carry bag, box, whatever you want to call it. Is it? It depends on how you look at it, I guess. I'm pulling it, up unless right there's now. a box inside that box, it looks like it actually looks, the box looks kind of cheap to me considering like all those old versions of 3D games tend to have really nice like wooden fancy boxes. Well, it's, you're right. I, mean, I thought it was... I, you know what? I'm incorrect, Dean. I'm looking at it right now, and for some reason... So it's a see-through box cover so you can see what the components look like. For some reason, I thought that it was like a travel, like there was like a handle on it. So, wow, I'm way off. I still don't think that would look good, even with a handle on top, because you're looking at those... If it was plastic, you would be cool. No. No, it wouldn't. Like if that, the, if the carrying case was plastic, yeah. you mean? That's what I'm talking about. I got you. But, but I don't think it is, right? It's just... No, it's I think it's it just is. a regular box. So, this thing has come out, and if you want to pick it up, it is 
only a cool $240 most places. Okay. $240. I'll reiterate that. (laughs) So my question was, whether you're a Catan fan or not, okay? Because I know some people, Catan, potato, potato, tomato, tomato, Catano, Catano. Whether you're a Catan fan or not, because there's a bunch of haters out there, I was just curious as to if they thought $240 was a good price for the 3D version. Yes, it's got great components is the first answer. Seems a little pricey is the second answer. Way too expensive is the third answer. Hmm. Okay. I, I, I think I'm going to be a little different than than the right answer. I, I'm guessing people are saying too expensive. Way too expensive or a little pricey? Oh, uh, maybe way too expensive. I'll go there. That is correct. Okay. Do you think it was close? Not close? I, it probably wasn't close, honestly. Maybe I'm wrong. A 3D Catan version, how many how many years are we removed at this point? 25? Is that right? 26 years? I'll pull it up. Is it, is it a 25-year anniversary edition or something? I don't think so. Anyway, I, that's a... I mean, maybe. I don't know. Seems a bit risky to me just because I don't know. But there's still a lot of Catan, Catan people out there. Oh, no doubt about it. I don't think this is a bad price, John. 1995. I don't think it's a bad price. Maybe without seeing it. Okay, I've not seen any... I've not seen it. So I guess it's okay. hard for me to say well, that. Pull it up right now. No, no, no. I mean, You've I haven't seen it, seen it in, in person. person. Okay. Yeah, I've looked at the pictures and I'm actually looking at them right now. I think it looks... I think it looks really beautiful. I have a complaint about something, but I think it looks really good. All right, let me share something real quick. 70% said way too expensive. So what would you have voted? And then I'm going to give you the rest of this. It's the way that you worded it. So the way, you know, if you worded it in a way, which I'm glad you did. I think you did the right thing by saying, is it too expensive? I think it is worth the value when you look at other collector edition games. That's what I think. So you so would, like small world and uh, uh, Takinoko was it? Yeah, Takinoko. So you, I should have wrote something about value. So, but if you would have voted, you would have voted yes. It has great components. I do think it has great components. You yeah. would have been the only person on the guild or Twitter to vote that. What? How did you? How did you question it one more time? I'm sorry, I switched over to my other tab here. Whether you're a Catan or, or not. Mm-hmm. Do you think $240 is a good price? Is a good price. I think probably so. Yeah. I, I think so. Because, when you again, when you're comparing it to those other collector edition games, the problem is you're carrying your bias in. And me too. You know, I so would I pay that much for it is a different question. Because, no, I don't think I would. But if if I played... If I played it every day and I didn't already have a 3D version of the game, a lot of money. then maybe. I mean, what if it's all you play, though? You know, and there's a lot of those people out there that Catan is their only game. Yeah. And and that's totally fine. I, I actually selected seems a little pricey. So you might have thought that I would have said way too expensive. And I'm not, I didn't say that. Um, I borderlined that. I'm just saying, like, I've, like, I get the... 3D elements and stuff, and they do look nice in the pictures, and I agree, I've not seen it face-to-face. I've seen some pretty slamming games for like $150. $170. Yeah. 240 I'm probably going to switch it to way too expensive for me. Maybe For not. you, but the value of it, is it... Maybe. Is it like... When was the last time you spent $240 value? on a board game, and what did you get? 
in the box. Not Catan. It was it was a lot more game than that. I would say that's but, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, but you're paying for a collector version. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, tough. think about Tapestry. One hundred dollars. Think of all you get in the box for a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. This is two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, but you're you're comparing apples and oranges because you're you're. This is very much a collector's version, and 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 again, you're looking for this is a game that I will play a ton throughout the years. Like I'm going to play this for decades to come. And this might be the only board game that I ever care about. That 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 would be my mentality going into this. My mentality is just comparing it to other prices of other games. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, compared to some of this other stuff that I've seen. And I'm like, man, that's... that's Like, usually if you're paying that much for a board game, you're getting, like, a lot in the box, a ton of expansions, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Here, you know? you're 100% paying for the components. The problem here's a couple problems. One, they will probably never do expansions for this, which makes that difficult a difficult buy for yeah, a lot of people. That's I would a good imagine. point. Because people that really get into this game tend to also get into you know at least seafarers, maybe traders and barbarians. But um, what's that other knights and cities and knights? That was another one. And there's more than that, but at least those three, I feel like those are ones that people, or even cities and knights and seafarers. Okay. The other problem I have is the numbers that sit on top of those tiles. They're just laying on top of there. Doesn't does that bother you at all? Are you are you looking at the pictures right now? I switched back to I can I can pull it right back up. So I have a 3D printed version of this game. Yeah. And the way that the tiles are made, there's notches for the different circles to go into, mm-hmm. and it fits in there really well. And here this, they're not. I don't think it has it. At least from the pictures that I'm looking at, it I looks like know. they're just laying on top. That would be terrible. I don't like that. Let me give some comments from the guild while you're looking at that, and you can. Continue to chime in if you'd like to. The buildings look amazing, too. There's washes on them. Yeah, those look good. I think it's really well done for the most part. Okay. So Chris said, um, no, when it comes to, I I also asked the question, are you going to pick it up? No. When I heard about it early last year, I thought it was an instant buy, but has chosen to be a skip for now or no. Uh, Pros, painted parts look good. Mm -hmm. Um, Beautiful ports and numbers, cons, drab, outer parts of tiles Mm, i I get that bad box and no way to randomize setup i don't know what that means is that right no 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 there has to be yeah i don't know have to have to look at that and i don't don't know enough about i mean i'm guessing i'm guessing they've done more research than i have because i'm just looking at pictures right now but the tiles are separate though ryan said the look of it is actually not that appealing to him imo even if it was beautiful, love the game. Still too much for me. And also commented, I look forward to Dean's review. Crying face. <laughs> that will not come on this one. If I didn't, honestly, it, back in the day, maybe. Maybe I would have. I don't know. <clears throat> Stephen Burford said, I love the game, which he does. Our friend Stephen. He's one I play with every year. But I don't pay that much for board games. I'll let at Dean Dunning and Jonathan buy it. Smart man. Because that's he's not wrong. Yeah, he's not. That's what's I, well. So he funny is about, about this because I know that myself and Jonathan's not going to buy this either. So this is one that you won't, huh? Yeah, yeah, I won't. But but I get the appeal. And again, if I go back in time ten years ago, and this is the only game that I that I played, or you know, one of very few games that I played, then I would really consider this for sure. And there's a by the way, people listening to our podcast probably are not that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're playing tons of games or at least interested in a lot of different games. I would say that this is probably more for the the larger masses of board gamers out there. Yeah. 
It's kind of like Monopoly deluxified versions. Or it, yeah. It, let me yeah. rephrase that. Catown is not like Monopoly, but I'm saying it's, it's one of those games idea, that's though. more popular games that has that crossover between hardcore gamers. Monopoly is not a crossover game. But yes, people pay all kinds of money for these collector's editions of Monopoly and have no problem doing it. I totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a really good comparison, John. So Bob Davis said it was a little pricey to him, but he pre-ordered it and grabbed a copy for $216. Oh, So okay. that's not too bad. Um, Matt Walker was talking about 3D print. Like He has mixed feelings about 3D printed games when you can just 3D print them yourself, potentially, yes. too, maybe. Uh-huh. Which, I understand that. And then... <clears throat> um, and customize Tim, them however you want, too. That's the other positive with that. Tim, I'm going to talk about you three times in a row because Tim says, bearing in mind I've never played Catan, I have nothing insightful to say about this. Dang it. <laughs> there goes my chance to mention it, to be mentioned on the podcast three weeks in a row. <laughs> so I just needed to mention him. And I laughed so hard on this because it says, well, there's always next week. And then he puts his signs his name, Tim. Crisco, Crisco, because that is literally what I say every single time <laughs> I bring up his name. I was cracking up whenever I saw that. Has he corrected you on this before? Is no, this, I actually oh, okay. asked him on this. I'm going to see what he says, but how do I actually pronounce your name? But I kind of might just pronounce it Tim Crisco, Crisco from now on since he did that, because that's <laughs> pretty gall darn hilarious, you know. Um, we also have a couple more. Like, there's several people. I, we got Peter here. Um, and Nick, that even like Nick loves uh, Catan, but it says that the cost is just really, really high. Um, let's see. If I was going to drop that kind of money, he would drop, go all in on Masters of the Universe from Come oh, On. <laughs> who said that? I'm sorry. Nick Hayes. Nick, we, we're going to have to talk about this. That's right. I, man, my eyes are bugging out of my about head. That? Yes. I watched the playthrough video, and I don't know if I was ex- as excited after watching it. But He-Man was my jam back in the day. Yeah. The last comment's Peter, who says he's not a Catan fan, so he puts it in the way too expensive, but understands that it's probably a good deal, unless it doesn't work with expansions, which is what you said. And I, I from what great... I've seen, this is not the first time they've put out a 3D version. They did this years ago, and I don't think they ever did anything with the expansions with that. And honestly, it, unless this sells like hotcakes, I don't think that they would even consider it, and I don't know if it is. I have I, you know, literally yeah, I no know. idea... I, hope, I doubt it is. I kind of hope it does well, and I hope that they do expansions because I think that really would sell more people. Maybe they should have right off the bat announced it or come out with some expansion material. I don't know. I don't know. That that's that's tough though. I, I would imagine a lot of people would be more interested in that. There's six in stock at Minimart, so there we go. That mean that must mean unless they didn't order a ton of them, which they may not have. Because a lot of times it's like got a 20 plus in stock there. Also want to make mention that apparently there's a Blitzkrieg Square Edition. Yeah, I sent you a link to that like months ago probably. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> if you haven't played it, that's a, uh, that's a good game. 36 bucks sounds kind of pricey for that though, doesn't it? I don't remember what the initial... Though it was it's very, probably like 20, 20, not 20. It's quite a good game It's probably 30 bucks before. Yeah. But it, I think it comes with the expansion stuff. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So that's why. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. All right. I like that game. You haven't, <laughs> you've, had a, you've had a hard time getting it. Yeah. And that's why I mentioned it here real quick. Well, I pulled they up have the, They have the Roman version coming out at some point, right? Is that 
or some other. That's what you tell me, and you tell me that I'm going to get a review copy if we get the review copy. And I don't know if I was supposed to say something. I'm going to take that. that. Probably because it's not yours. Because you don't care. No, no, no. It's for me. Like I don't know if I was supposed to spill the beans on that. I don't know if that's something that's been announced before. Have you seen the meme where there's beans spilled all over? Did I send you that one? No. There's it. Ta- mo- a lot of people don't get it. There's a guy like laying like on the floor with his face down in a kitchen over a you know commercial restaurant, and there's beans all over the place. And it says, you, you know, the meme is something like, you probably shouldn't tell this guy anything because he spills the beans. I would have come up with a different tagline probably. It was probably better than that, actually. Like, I don't know, snitches get stitches or something like that. Mm-mm. No? Okay. That's- All right. Can we talk about some games? We are already are. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we literally this have time- been for the last 20 minutes. You, uh, last question. Okay. When was the last time you played Catan? May. I think that's pretty recent. My mancation group. We play every year. I played probably. I, I, honestly, I don't know if we played this year though. Anyway, I think, yeah, we did. We did. I'm pretty sure. I think I played like a year, a year and a half ago with my family. I so. still have a good time. Even base. Katan, I still have a really good time playing every time. I just hate the dice rolls in that game. Mm-mm. I love it. <laughs> it drives me insane. I think it's fun. Yeah. Anyway, so I know people like our friend Jonathan. Plays, I don't hate the game. I think they play with the cards a lot of times so that it's more statistically accurate. I think that's nonsense right there. That sounds great. No, it does not. Anyway, I'm going to talk about a game that I've been playing by myself, solo. Solo? Yep, because this is a solo-only game. It's called Under Falling Skies. Oh, they, that, I didn't tell you. I was shout out to Brian this. Cook, huh? Um, oh, yeah, I guess so. That's right. Brian had mentioned this. And I, had I been, thought that I'd you were literally playing it just for Brian, so apparently not. No, no, no. I think he picked it up, maybe. He did. He tweeted at us about it. Yep. So I wasn't playing it for him, though. Dean loves you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing it for myself. I, I have only had time to play solo stuff over the last, I would say, week, probably. Things are hectic in in the Dunning household these days. It's been really really busy. So I'm, I'm not finding a ton of time specifically this past week to play anything other than under falling skies, which is a game solo game where spaceships are coming to attack your city and you got to stop them, John. All right. And the gameplay is pretty simple, which I like that about, you know, for a solo game, I wanted to like a solo only game. I want pretty simple gameplay. You're going to roll your dice. Then you're going to place those dice. So it's dice worker placement. You're going to place them in these spots on your board and those, the board action spaces do different things, like destroy those ships. They uh, allow you to gain energy so that you can spend it to do different actions. You are trying to really essentially just move up this one track from these worker placement spots before they destroy your city. And that that's it. And now, okay, keep in mind, I've only played the... The regular version of the game, and then like the full version of the game. But it's a camp. There's a campaign in the box, and I haven't even opened that up yet. I've just been getting a taste of it. I've played it three times now. I think. Is this interesting to you? Well, first, I want to say, has anyone seen those? I mean, I know the answer is yes. The wailing, flailing arm men. You t- you tell me this a lot. That Dean, when he's talking about board games, his hands are in the air and he's going up and down, waving them from here. He to does. There. Like it is, it is really funny to sit back and watch. The way that he has to, he raises it and lowers it. And I guess he's thinking of where it's at on the board, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I do it too, I'm sure. But it's just really funny to sit back and think about, am I interested in this? <laughs> uh, not unless someone tells me that they really love it. And I don't remember if Brian, I remember he, he posted it 
uh, that he was playing it. I don't remember if he said if he liked it or not. So I actually think you might like this one, John. I, I'm I'm I might if I can stop playing it for a minute, let you borrow it. You love it. I love is a strong word. I think okay. I might I might like it a lot more with the campaign stuff that enters okay. into it. And like there is variability. So you start off in the in the regular game. You're playing in Roswell, and there's no special abilities. Now okay. I've I've now played with the Washington DC area, which uh, has a special ability. And then there's robots that are introduced. So instead of having to place your dice, you can use these robots to do the different actions for you. And you only have two that you can use, but I've really enjoyed it for what it is. I think this is a lot of fun. This is a weight of 2.42 and that's, that's seems pretty right. I mean, like right there in the middle, a little bit lower complexity, but again, yeah, that's kind of what I want. I don't necessarily, if I don't have a lot of time and this is a 20 to you know, 20 to 40 is what it says on the website. I've, I've only played for, you know, 20, 20 to 30 minute games, I would say. But once okay. you add campaign stuff, it probably adds more to that. But for what it is, I think this is, I think this is a fun game. Yeah. And, and How it's, much dice, does it cost? it's dice worker placement, which Do you, know? you like. Um, it is about 30 bucks. Okay. It's not too bad. Mm-mm. And they've got, they've got, looks like some, some in the marketplace on BGG for like 15, 18 bucks. Those probably have some of the campaign stuff written in, I would imagine. But yeah, anyway, that makes sense. I, I don't think that really matters that much. I don't know. I, again, I haven't dug into it. But the funny thing is, like, I've only lifted like the top part of the box. Like all the all the components fit on a few boards, and then some other components on top of that. So it's like more than half of the box that is that's full of stuff and it's pretty pretty hefty that i haven't even looked at yet so anyway there you I, go. I, i've enjoyed it i think it's fun i can't wait to dig into the campaign and and see what this has to offer but i I've, I've heard kind of mixed reviews i think um dukes of dice are the ones that kind of sold me on it but they weren't both really just like gung-ho about it but it was enough to get you ready mm-hmm. to go yeah 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 there you go. That is Under Falling Skies. Yep, that one came out this past year, too. It would not have made my like top 10 of 2020 or anything, but it's a fun game. Well, a game that I've been playing lately, I thought I'd, I have played lately. I thought I would bring up a throwback to our top 50 list where Dean makes a comment. Uh, I share that Notre Dame is number 30-something. I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. And Dean's very next game was Sheriff of Nottingham. Okay. And Dean makes a comment that says, Sheriff of Nottingham is better than Notre Dame. Fast rewind to a week and a half ago. I'm chilling Saturday morning on my couch. I get a text from my buddy Justin's wife. Hey, John, I'm at a yard sale. And are you interested in these games? And there was a sealed copy of... Sheriff of Nottingham. Also a copy of Munchkin, which I immediately threw up in my mouth a little bit and said, Have you ever played no, Munchkin? I never have actually. Do you like it all right? I've I've played it a decent amount. It's way it it's way too long for what it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to have fun with it, but anyway. I would I would hate it, right? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and I don't, I, I've seen some plays. There's different versions stuff. and I've actually I played the Marvel version that was that was fine, but I yep. It's it's not my favorite. So that very night, we busted out with the family. It is me, my wife, my 13-year-old, and my 7-year-old. My 11-year-old, I got to got there, and he just kept complaining about not really wanting to play. So I said, get out of here. Just get out. <laughs> like, 
It always is like that. Is it? Do you, does your family just come together, Dean, and play games without any? It depends whining? on the game. I don't. I don't really push any of my games. Like I played uh, Chicken Cha 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 this weekend with my. What's well, what I'm. And we had a blast with it. That's what the thing is for me. Like my kids, I usually like have to go. Hey, we haven't. Like we hadn't played a game together in a month or so. They don't even like board games, really. They don't. Hmm. Judah does. My youngest is more into them. But like besides that, it's almost like every time I say like, "Oh, do we have to?" I'm like, "Can we just do something as a family?" Like that's it. Like it actually has nothing to do with board games necessarily, though I do like board games. So we can start playing this game. Um, and I I think you know I hadn't played this game since probably 2014 when it came out. Like when it first came out, I remember being two houses ago at a house. Me and my buddies were all sitting around playing it, and I thought, okay. I feel the same way. Like, it's fine. There's other bluffing games I would rather play. Like, by far, Skull. I know that might make you go crazy. Some people, but it's just simpler. Skull's a fun game. And and I like the, like, in Skull, I like how you have to try to guess how many you're going to be able to flip over. stuff. This is not a bad game. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. I was like, okay. Judah, my seven-year-old, said this is one of his favorite games he's ever played. Is that right? Maybe he, I he have did the mind of a seven. Not well, but just giggled the entire time. Yeah, I and do just too. thought it was fun. <laughs> now here's the thing. I can't give you my full on how I feel about it until I play with a group of people who all are who are all having a blast. Yep. That and, is the only way yeah. that this is an enjoyable game. Otherwise, it's it's it get, yeah. actually it's gonna be not fun, probably. My uh thirteen year old enjoyed it and he was having fun. He almost won. I barely beat him at the end. My seven-year-old was laughing. My wife had a frowny face on almost the entire game and just hated it. She's more of a Euro gamer for the most part. She right? hates, she doesn't like bluffing and stuff. And like, she was okay with it until she just started getting caught every single time. She's like, this is stupid. Like, you can tell she's pretty easy to catch. And, okay. she does, and so she was like, I hate this game. Yeah. So that wasn't the only game that she was not happy about playing this weekend or this last week or so. Are you talking about another one? We're gonna, <laughs> no, we're gonna, I'm oh, not. Okay, I won't. I won't. Uh, I'll just say this. After one play of Ares Expedition, she did said she didn't like it at all. Oh, man. And I literally said, I think that this might take over Terraforming Mars for me. That's why I wanted to say it. Yeah. Because it's just snappier, peppier, and I like the way the actions work. You have, feel- you, have you done the solo version of it at all? No, I thought about playing that. Solo's fun. I forgot to bring that back for you. Sorry. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, my bad. But I mean, what what I like about it, and then we'll go on, is that like in the in the Ares expedition, which we have talked about on the podcast, right? We did yeah. a review on that. Oh, we did a review. Yeah. Um, is that everything plays so fast because you're doing it together? When you're playing regular terraforming Mars, you have to sit forever sometimes, like for a while, while people are playing their cards and doing this. And you're just like, come on, come on. This is like you feel like you're constantly doing stuff almost. You're very little downtime, and so I actually think this might beat it. What about you? Is it possible or no? Yeah, I don't know. I, I have played it a, a decent amount. Um, it's tough. I do miss the board. I, I think that's, I do miss I the board that's too. a lot of fun. I do. I but, agree. But I'm totally there with you about the we're going to do all this at the same time. The problem with that is it, it does become a lot more solo-y than, than what Terraforming Mars is. Yeah. So so that's an issue I have. Yep. Let's play Sheriff of Nottingham. Let's let's find a group to do that soon. Yeah, I'm down with that. It, it takes the right people. Oh, man, I love that game so much. It's so fun. I could tell it definitely would take the right people. So Yeah. I have a lot of those type of games. All right, next one we're going to talk about is one that is a Kickstarter game that just Let's released. Right now. It, so our episode drops on Wednesday. This would have released on Tuesday. That is Solar Sphere by the same people who 
made. Oh my gosh, here he goes again. A little game you might have heard me talk about in the past called Solar Storm. I'm not uh, going to talk about Solar Storm today. We we now that we've beat it, did I tell you we beat it? We've yes. not we've not started a new game. You gave us that. an update. We'll actually yes. do a review of that. We have a physical copy of that now. Oh my gosh. So Solar Sphere is not a is not a cooperative game. It's a competitive game where we are both trying to get the most points. Okay, but we're doing that by building up uh, a sphere around the sun to to harness its energy. You're going to be dice. Uh, what is it? Dice worker placement. There we mm-hmm. go. I was just talking about this. So placing workers using dice and the the pip value matters. Yeah. When you you know on the different spaces, but you're going to be gaining crew to help you with different bonuses along the way. You're going to be again building up that the the panels on the sun. You're going to be also defeating or or fending off these the resistance and uh, kind of battling it out there. But this has a lot of ways to get points. It's a point salady game in a lot of ways because you get points for all of those things. All and at the it, end yeah. of the game. You're going to get points for all these symbols you've collected along the way. You get points for sets that you complete. We actually did a, uh, if you go on the Kickstarter page, you can see we did do a paid preview for them. Um, so you can, you don't have to listen to our thoughts really fully if you don't care. You can watch the video and see if you like it. But John, I think, did like this one. Yes. So what I'm doing right now is we did a uh, Kickstarter video and Dean failed to put the actual uh, address to go to the Kickstarter the link. Oh, because I didn't page. have it at the time, but I do now. There we go. I do right now. So I'm okay. doing it for you right now, actually, because I love you. Yeah. So my expectations were, I would say, neither hot nor cold for this game. A little, I would say, more warm because Dean I talks. I would say more cold because you're tired of me talking. No, about I, no, I, I, if it was a cooperative game, it might have been a little bit colder. But no, I was actually looking forward to playing this one, especially because, uh, we had talked to Johnny Pack about it and stuff like that. And I generally, whatever he says is good is good. And you know, he was, he was a stuff. developer in this one. He well. was, and whatever he works on, I've enjoyed, I always enjoy the game. So because of that, I was excited to play it. And yeah, this was a really fun game. I mean, just straight up, like it just has some really cool pieces to it. I like games that feel really tight and you have to really manage those drones extremely well in this game. That's yeah. the crux of the game. But what, uh, and like when to lock them in as a permanent bonus on the worker placement spot or whatever, like that's gone for the rest of the game. But, you know, that's a really nice bonus, you know. How many do I send out to fend off the bad guys? But then I can't use them for other things, you know. And so like all that tightness in the game is extremely great. But my... That is probably my favorite thing along with, and then I'll be quiet and let Dean talk, the fact that when I roll dice in games, I'm not always jacked up about rolling dice. Even sometimes with dice worker placement. Here you roll, and there's some very positives to rolling high. Like, hey, there's a recycle action that you can do as many as you want. or or what. There's, there's, there's several places where that's nice. Of course, there are places where you can't get resources unless you roll like a one or a two. But what's intriguing is the morale. That's the intriguing part. If you roll all high dice, then you're not going to move up on your morale track, which will give you extra actions. Deadgum brilliant. It is. You can roll all low and be like, dang, I can't get many of those, but I could get them back this way or get this action or get that action. Oh, yeah, I could recycle two like that. And I'm just like, wow, why haven't other games, like, it was such a brilliant move to I do think that. other games have, have, have done, done similar some, things. Some of that, but, yeah. but it it's really. It's done so well in this game. 
there is a huge advantage for low or high, you know, or or in the mid, of, you know, in the medium. I, in, I, I, yeah, I tend to like getting a little of both, a little yeah, both action. I do too. I do too. Maybe even more so the morale. But the other piece is, if you use your morale, you can spend your morale, like John said, to get resources or you know extra bonus yeah. actions. But if you do that, you're you're passing out, passing out. You're passing on points that you might get at the end of the game right. for having your morale track moved all the way to the end. That's right. It is a this is a really fun game. And I, I like that there's so many different strategies to go. You know, you can focus on building up your crew and you're gaining end game points for that. But also yeah. that's like an engine building piece. Building out on the map is a lot of fun. Defending off the resistance, which you have to, otherwise you're going to lose morale yeah. and potentially lose points in that. That That's, you know, something you're going to have to do. You, you want to kind of spread yourself out, but there's just so much cool stuff going on in this game. I, I really have enjoyed the plays of this one. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I, it's it's actually one that there's no doubt. Like, I, you know, we do kickstarters, um, Kickstarter previews, and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, this is one that I would very much consider backing. That's just me personally. If you want to know how much I like it. Yep, I was actually looking at the pricing breakdown. I, I, I'm doing the same thing right now. I probably will back this on some level because there's also an expansion in there. It looks really cool. The the components. Uh, are are a little different, slightly different, but I, I just think that the components are really well done in this game too, but the, they're even better in the final version than the prototype that we had. Yeah, I really want to check this one out. This is, again, Dronda, Dronda Games, I think I said that right, um, the ones who did Solar Storm, and these are the only two, the first two games that they've done, and I've really been impressed by both of yeah. these. Again, Kind of a solar storm, especially is a really small box. This one is a smaller box. It's not, you know, the full size rectangle. Box, I like that. But it's, uh, yeah, it just packs a punch in, in this small box. The art's really great, too. Yep. Really great. So, how much is this in this box? <clears throat> the crew pledge is 45 thir- for the base game, if I remember right. Is that? Yeah, in, in US. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> I thought it might be a little cheaper than that because of how small the box is, but you get a ton of stuff in the box. You so. do, and and they're building. There's a in, ton of stuff. They're building yeah. in some stretch goals as well. Right now, there's I think one stretch goal on there, if I remember right. Yeah, there's a Kickstarter pack too. So, <clears throat> yep, I will consider this one for sure. Yep. I think if you liked Solar Sphere, even though I don't know what that is, I mean I've never played it. I know what it is. You have played Solar Sphere because that's the game we literally have been talking Sorry, about. Sorry. Um, Solar Storm, mm-hmm. then you should definitely check this out. And if not, you should still th- consider checking this out because I really did. It's nothing like that. They're both different, but they're both fun. I've enjoyed them. Yeah, I watched even um, Rado really enjoyed it too. Like I, I watched that uh, video, a video, a little bit of what he did. So because me and him had some really similar thoughts about that dice placement, the dice rolling, and I thought that was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, it. I really am interested to see what kind of stuff is added in here. One of the I don't remember what it was, but one of the expansions, I think, or maybe that was a Kickstarter exclusive thing that added in powers, like player powers, to start off the game, which, mm-hmm, I like that. I always like player powers. I like that a lot. I, I'm interested to see what those powers are and how they would change everything. But I, I we both really recommend this. Again, yeah, we did good. a video for this, so check it out. You can see some of the gameplay that we did for that. Again, remember, this is paid preview, so you don't have to listen to our thoughts at all. You don't even have to watch the video. You don't have to do any of those things, but I think you're missing out if you don't. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Sorry. I I, I thought about letting people in on some inside information for the future, 
when we do Kickstarter previews, like giving them hits as to tell whether we really like something or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like since they're memes, I could be like, okay, I can read between the lines there. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> but maybe I shouldn't do that. I don't know. This is one that we really like, and that's legit. All right, now on to a review. We won't say that if we don't like it. That's true. If we don't like it, if we think a Kickstarter is just okay or something, we'll probably just talk about you might like it if a We're, little bit more. The thing is... Because we, you we, might like it if. We might not like something, but you might really like it. We don't have to give our thoughts at all. And in fact, we say... We're not going to give our final thoughts, and then John does anyway. Well, I, this game was really good, and I had, <laughs> I had to share about it. Like, I mean, I just wanted people to know, like, hey, this is a good one. Endless Winter was another was yeah, another really that was good a really good one. That, yeah. But, okay. Uh, now, okay, let's get on to a review. Are you ready for that? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> I hope that it's that you should have held it like up, right up next to the mic. All right, Tootin Common. You finally played it. You just giggle the whole time. All right. It's actually kind of getting on my nerves at this point. Jeez. Okay. Uh, okay. Tutankhamen. I didn't know if it picked up in the other one, so we might have to edit some of that out. Tutankhamen, yep. King Tut the Game is a Reiner Knizia game. In this game, you're going to have the King Tut's tomb. Is it tomb? I mean, so it would be a pyramid, wouldn't it? Okay, but it's what also a tomb. Yeah. Okay. You have the tomb, and from the tomb comes a river of tiles. And you strewn them about. You just you oh, it's move a Nile them. Tile. Yeah, that's right. You move them, wave them back and forth, and there are I don't know how many tiles are in this game. Over fifty, probably. It's a lot. Or it's seventy. Lot. It's ridiculous. And you have to lay them all out. And I'll be real, that part is really annoying. Um, would you agree with that or no? I absolutely would. Okay, but you you wave them back and forth, and then what happens during the game is it's really pretty simple. Everyone starts at the end of the Nile. The opposite end is the tomb. And you are going to simply move your boat forward as far forward as you want or back one space to the next, the last one that hasn't been taken. So if you jump way ahead to grab a tile, you might be skipping a lot of stuff that you need. However, there are God tiles and stuff that may say, well, grab anything that's behind you, right? The horse tile, I believe, says that. Mm-hmm. But there's maybe a couple of those. Or you move backwards once uh, a space and grab the one behind you. But what you're essentially doing is you're battling set collection in this game. So the tiles themselves are going to say, for this symbol, there are eight of these tiles in the game. When all eight of them have been collected, and no sooner they all eight have to be collected, we are going to score them. The person who has the most scores eight points. The person who has the second most scores half of that, which would be four. And everyone else scores nada. Then there are, so that's kind of it, except for there are God tiles that mess things up and move things around. You can move Nile tiles around. You can, if you pass, if all the tiles have been skipped and no one has taken them, they go to the underworld. So there may be a God tile that lets you go into the underworld and and take one of the tiles. But really, it's kind of as simple as this kind of chessy or whatever back and forth of collecting these set collection tiles and trying to have more than your opponent's. And the game is over when someone scores 30 points for the first time. So it is absolutely a race to 30 points or to lose 30 points, go from 30 to zero. Yeah. So art and components. Art and components are are good. This is a 25th century games. Uh, this is the second release. Yeah. 
Uh, interesting. The the this is a game where it's not very often that games use the box as part of the components, but you're putting that yeah. You know, you're putting that that uh, the the box becomes the tomb where you're going to be throwing used tiles into the box. You know, to uh, fill it up with all of these goods that you're going to take with you to the afterlife. Right. That that's yeah. the whole idea. Um, and then those tiles are like you said, the Nile, and it's that's all. That's really interesting. This is a game of to to try to deny people denial tiles. We're deny, still talking about, denial we're, of the Nile tiles. We're still talking about the components. <laughs> I know. I, I think an interesting piece of the components is there are components in this game that literally do nothing but just give it. It's an interesting topic of conversation that just make it look prettier. For example, the tomb is the box, but there's also a pharaoh's, a king tut's like, um, casket or whatever you want to call Sar- it. Is it sarcophagus? sarcophagus. Is that what it's called? And right? it does nothing. I mean, you can put things in it when you store things in the box, right? But besides that, it's just like this piece of cardboard that is like a little cardboard component thing that you f- see in the box. And then on top of that, in the underworld, there are these. What are those? What are those, Dean? I don't even know what those are. These creatures that stand there. There's cardboard standees mm-hmm. that, like, I was waiting to figure out what they did until when I finished my rules. I went, they do nothing. I think but they're they, like guardians to the gu- underworld. They just stand like there and make the the underworld world look cooler. How do you feel about that? Here's here's what I think, John. It's it's a bigger sell selling point to package it in that way because this game is all tiles and a couple of wooden pieces. Yeah. Even like using the track around the board, I was gonna which, that up which too. is nice. Yeah. You do have these little hook. Th- they're like little clothespin type things yeah. that fit on top of the box to keep up with your score. Uh, you think that's going to get wore out at some point? No, I think it's fine. Okay, I think it's fine. But I, but if if all you have is that in a box, then you've got a really small box full of like these odd shaped tiles. Yeah, mm, I don't think that package sells as well. That's that's my guess. Yeah, I I actually agree. Like, I don't think it really does much for me personally, but I do think if you're looking at it and you see all those things laid out, it looks a little prettier on the table for sure. So. Uh, I'm okay with it. I think 25th Century Games did do a really good job of this this release, and did did overall make it look pretty. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really vibrant, really colorful game. That you know, a lot of times those games set in Egypt are are very brown and orange, and yeah, this one has a lot more color. I, I think that's interesting for sure. That's exactly right. And so, gameplay. This is a Reiner Kinesia game, John. It is a Reiner Kinesia game. You you looked at me like I wouldn't like that. No, you like Reiner Canizia games, I think, right? Maybe. I mean, it's hit or miss for me. He, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, overall, yeah, I think he, he's a gr- I mean, he's a fantastic designer overall. Like, great, right? Um, but, I mean, there's games like, you know, Llama that I just don't care for, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I would say overall, I mean, Tiger Stream Euphrates is one of your favorites. I really love know. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, there, I, I was definitely, he was the reason I wanted to play this game. Now, I'll, before we talk about the gameplay, I do want to mention that this game came out in 1993, and it is rate, rated uh, only 6.1 overall. Now, what they've done in the new version, and this is, I've never played the old version, but from my understanding, and Dean helped me, the big thing that they changed was the you have powers of the gods now. I don't believe in the original version. I think it was just set collection of tiles, and there was no god powers in it. Is that right? I didn't do any research in this. I'm okay. looking at it right now just like you are, I guess. But I I guess that does seem to be what 
what's going on. I mean, the the pictures look like it's it's really exactly the same setup, except you have this pyramid, like these tiles that lead up to a pyramid yeah. and everything. Yeah. You can buy a tile from another player. I, w- I don't know what that looks like in the original. Um, it was a Spill de Jars recommendation, by the way. Really? In 90, what'd you say, 93? In 93, yeah. Wow, okay. But here they added God tiles that make it a lot more interesting. And um, there were like tiebreaker tiles, I think, in the in the original. Now it's even more interesting, way more interesting that tiebreakers are broken by whoever's furthest behind in the Nile IMO. Yeah, because that that really you can't just jump up, up to yeah. if it's you know so if there is well, there are six tiles to it and five of them are gone. Dean has two. I have three. If Dean decides to jump up and grab that sixth tile, he actually is going to only get second place because he's further along the Nile than me. So that's brilliant. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. So what did you th- what did you what did you think? I think um, Dean and I are going to not be in super agreement on this game. Yeah, I think so. I I think the things that that are interesting are that racing aspect in this game you know like that's a big part of it you're 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 racing to lose all of your points essentially which it doesn't really matter losing or gaining points you're still you know getting or losing you know in my app i actually put the actual points in there because it's a lot more it's a lot easier to get than just put zero to seven i guess i could and in fact, the first time you played this, you were moving up, and I was I like, did. wait, you're supposed to be moving down, but again, it first doesn't. First and second time, and third. <laughs> Every time I played it before, I played it with Dean. Yeah, but it's it, it's really interesting, that piece of it, where you are racing to get those points, because if it was just trying to get the most points at the end of the game, yeah. I think, it, one, it would take too long, and two, it wouldn't be as interesting. Like, the tension from gaining points in this one faster than other players, I, that's that's really where this game shines, I think. Like, it's that it feels tense. Yeah. I really need to get these points. I don't want to focus too much on getting this set because if I do that, then I'm missing out on getting these points. So like, for example, if I'm trying to collect this eight pointer tile, if John has one, I'm not going to try to get seven of those tiles because I'm no. wasting my actions wasting. getting that. Like I really want it to be as close as possible. I would rather it be four and three and one or something like yeah. that, you know, where, where our points are, or the, the amount of tiles that we have are really close, but I'm getting more points out yeah. of that. And I think that's really interesting because again, you can't always just jump up and take those tiles. You have to think, well, if I tie John on this, then I'm actually not going to gain those points. So I need to hold back and maybe just get second place. And I'm okay with that and focus yeah. on something else. And I, I think that's, that's an interesting concept to the game. Yeah. It's interesting. Also. So I've played it at four and I've played it at two. Um, a lot of people don't like it as much at two. I think it's pretty smart at two because the tie break, you have to include what's gone to the underworld. Um, so whenever we score those six points, if the underworld tile, if Dean has three, the underworld tile has two and I have one, guess what? I score no points, which I think that's pretty interesting um, because I would come in in third place. Where was I going with that, Dean? <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, yeah I got, I got, I got it. Even at two. Yeah, and what I, what I was going by about it was this: you may skip over, like Dean was saying, you may not want to take one that you think you're going to win. Skip over it and let it just go to the underworld, mm-hmm. because you're like, hey, if I do that, then John's going to be losing against the underworld now. And in a three or four player game, you could do that because there's other players behind and thinking, yeah. you know what, you know, I see, you know, John's over here. He's got two of those. I've got three. I, uh, or I'm sorry, he's got one, I've got three. There's no reason for me to grab another. I could grab another one to solidify that no matter what, I win this, right? Yeah. 
Um, or I could say, you know what? I think another player is going to snake one. John's probably not going to risk <laughs> take you know being down that many uh, and and going. For that. And so I think those are really fun decisions. Like, what do I do? Um, I also like the way the god powers work in the game. There's there's Horus is not as exciting in a two player game, but definitely in a higher player count. But for the most part, those the player the god powers really can shift the game around. You can get rid of a scarab ring or that, a tile that you have and just take you know anything that you have or um, add some tiles it can be a mean game like there are some some of the god things that you can do that you can like shove people's tiles towards the end of the nile and that means that it won't get scored unless they can jump up there or use some kind of power to get those faster yeah, but it's not it's not super mean. I think ma- it's not super mean because you can't player. just jump up there if it's like the last one yeah. to win. Yeah, that's right. It, there is high player interaction in this for sure, and there's a lot of there's a lot of like trying to figure out what is John gonna take yeah. because I need to take what he's gonna like. The, you know that hate drafting aspect of this game, but it really like it's it is that tense decision every time you're taking your turn. Like, what is John gonna take? And should I also take it before he does, or should I just do my own thing? And yeah. and that's that's that kind of thing that's going on the whole time. Now I will say later in the game, you start mathing things out a little a lot bit more, more, which means you didn't that like that. I did not. No. Yeah. It, it just means that you're taking your turns longer. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot more in a two player game more paralysis. than anything. Well, it, it can definitely happen in a higher player count. Yeah. Now, now just know that I've only played this set too. This yeah. is my only experience with this. Yeah, so a couple things what you're saying. Another thing I like is that you can put the other player in awkward positions, especially in a two-player game. Like, if I go here, then he's going to have to or she's going to have to pick this or that. So I'm going to get this, then they're going to have to pick that, and then I can pick this because I know they're going to get that one or that one, then I'll let jump up and get that one. Yeah. And I think that that's really cool. But um, I get what Dean's saying. Like, at the end, it feels almost chessy in a two-player game. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you, I've, I'm mapping out, okay, I need 11 more points. How do I get the points? I take this, I take that. I know I have three moves to win. Unless Dean does this, then it's four moves to win. Yeah. Or if he does that, then, oh, man, that's going to really mess up some of my plans. I would argue it feels chessy throughout. It does, throughout. Because, again, you're anticipating what the other players are going to do on every single move. Yeah, and moves, as we watched, uh, I got my, my kids to watch Hunger Games, the third one last night. Mm-hmm. As Philip Seymour Hoffman would say, moves and counter moves. Okay. That was in the second one, though, wasn't it? Was he reviewing this game? He said that in the third one, too. The third one, he was dead. That's And it was CGI. Oh, the actual person was. That's right. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It's yeah. Unfortunately, I really, really liked the acting of Philip Seymour Hoffman. I did, too. Where Where are you going with this? I don't know. Come back. Come back to Tutankhamen. <laughs> Get back on the Nile. Yes. Yeah, I'm oh in my denial. Um, so I'll just give my final thoughts. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was excited about this because it was a Kinesia game. And I'll say like this, like I need to play more. I know this sounds crazy. I need to play even more Kinesia games. Like I was, Jonathan and I were messaging about like Babylonia. I've not played that. That's one that I really want to play. But like there's games like Lost Cities that are absolute classics, right? I mean, Lost Cities is a classic. Um, Have Raw, you not played Lost Cities? Yeah. No, no, I'm saying like there are games that are his great games, like that are classics like Lost Cities. Oh, Raw, okay. Raw, uh, I really like. I really want to play Modern Art, and I've just never played Modern Art. But there's just there's Taj Mahal, and there, there's just a lot of different games. Um, Quest for Alderado is great. Yeah, that's one I've never played either. It's really good. Um, so just him being a designer of that caliber, right? Like Klaus Jurgen Reed or any of these folks that have come up with classic games, like you 
you're intrigued, right? You're like, I got to play it. I wanted to play Llama, but I wasn't excited. I wasn't super excited about it. But I wanted to try it. Um, didn't really like it at all. But anyways, I was intrigued because of that. Um, and I was also intrigued because it was a re-implementation. When I went back and I saw that the rating was like 6.1 on the old one, I'm like, oh, man, is this game going to be any good at all? But when I heard of what they changed, I thought, okay, this makes sense. Medici was a good one, too, that he did. Um, I like this game. I enjoy uh, this a decent amount. And for the reasons that I'm, I like this, this I like games with like rondelles. And this is like one giant rondelle, except it's not a it's not in a circle, right? Like you can jump as far, it's like Paris and that Paris where you could jump as far ahead as you want, but then you're kind of hosed, except for you can go back one at a time in this game. So it's not quite as bad. But like I like, I am becoming Dean more into those back and forth. That's I liked Blitzkrieg, you know, yeah. Like that back and forth kind of battle it out. Um, I enjoyed Air, um, Land and Sea. Sorry, I can't think of the middle name. Wait, did you just fall asleep? What is, what's going on? No, I, I like so I'm, I'm enjoying these games more and more, and I just think it, I think there's so many brilliant, interesting decisions in a package that I can play with anyone. That's why. Okay, because I I brought this out on Friday night with a with a couple, and we just I mean they understood how to play it. We played it, and it was really fun. So I can play this game with absolutely anyone. It's easier to teach than Catan. I mean it is. Yeah. Does it mean yeah? And it lead, there's a lot of really tactical, interesting decisions and back and forth. Um, but if you don't like games that could be kind of chessy, I thought I wouldn't like this. Because it was set collection, I'm not a big set collection fan. However, I enjoy set collection, or I always enjoy the battle back and forth between will I have more than you. If it was just straight up, if I get four of these pieces, I gain four points, I wouldn't have been that excited about it. But the whole, like, how many is Dean going to take? Oh, man, if he takes that, then I don't know if I can win this. Should I just back off and just go for second place here and let him have first place? Those decisions I love in games. Terra Mystica on the cult track. I like that kind of stuff. It's just really well done. I'm going to give this a a 7.5 out of 10. How about that? That's good. Uh, Usually willing to play almost an 8. Like, I will suggest it. Which almost makes me want to give it an 8, but I just don't think I like it quite that much. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just going to give it a 7.5 for you're now. You're changing? Okay, I mean, so I, I will... I never su- know. i got to let you sit, I will, sit on it it's, for a little that, bit. It's, I don't like the way BGG says this, because there are certain games, Dean, that I will suggest in certain scenarios. I'm, I'm not sure how much I'm going to suggest this. I will if I'm playing with people who are newer to board gaming or if we want to play a quick like 30-minute back-and-forth tactical game. I like this a lot. It's just, I just say it's an easy 7.5. It could be an 8 one day. Okay. I, 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 this one really surprised me. Yeah. And you hated it. I, did. <laughs> I didn't hate this game. I, I didn't. I, I, I understand what you're saying, and I get why a lot of people would yeah. like that. I, I think the tension is interesting and fun. I, I think that... The the gods really make this game. Without those, if you're just going set collection, that would be really, really not fun. But mm-hmm. I, th- I think that was an, an interesting move to, to add those in. At the end of the day, I do think this game is set collection. You know, And I don't mind set collection, but when that's like the core piece of the game, even with the tension of racing mm-hmm. to, get, you know, to get around the track, racing to get the tiles before somebody else does, I get that, and I get why people would love that. But at the end of the day, it's just straight up set collection. It just it just didn't do it for me. You know, I just did not love this game. I don't think it's terrible. 
I think it's, I think it's, I would play it in certain circumstances, but I think it's, so five says it's an average game, slightly boring, take it or leave it. Mm, I, I'm, I'm somewhere around there, but I'm also somewhere six is okay game, some fun or challenge at least we'll play sporadically in the right mood. So I'm somewhere in between there, which puts me at a, at a five and a half. Ooh, one of the lowest scores you've given in a long time. It is. I've played, I've played a lot of really good games lately and I, Ooh, he just slammed it right there. Here's here's something you just need really to know. Game. I mean, and this is why we have two voices on this show to kind of give. And and usually we have differing views on this, but uh, it's it's just one that it's just one that didn't do it for me. And this yeah. it, it doesn't mean that this is a bad game. In fact, it's got to be a good game, right? I mean, if it yeah. was if it was nominated for for a spill the jars back in the day, and then they re-implemented it and added some better things to it, and people tend to really like this game it just overall didn't when i when i look at other tile placement games or, or tile games this is one that i'm not going to gravitate towards it's not one that i'm going to go pull out of the closet um, or your closet because it's going to go into your collection but yeah it is i'm going to keep it in my collection for sure yeah now, I, w- I got a question for you though because we just did an egyptian theme game that you also rated a 7.5 what was that that's onk you gave that a 7.5 which one mm. which one did, would you prefer out of these two do i have to play the three-player merge rule <laughs> we're gonna play two player on both of them how about that oh i'll play onk all day i'll definitely okay i mean it depends on how much time i have and now we're gonna play a five player tootin con tootin, merge tootin coming really okay yeah I, I, I just hated that rule so much okay all right it, these games are absolutely nothing alike but they're other than their it's theme an interesting and, question and the fact that you gave them the same score but it's anyway again not a bad game. People like this game. Obviously, you can look at other reviews, but when we're looking at me and what I would like to play, this one just didn't really do it for me. So that's a five and a half for me, seven and a half from John, one that he really likes. That is Tutankhamen from Reiner Knizia. Now let's look at Luna Capital. Hey, John, it's time to take tra- tra- take a trip to the moon. Okay. How about that? From Tutankhamen to the moon. That's right. From the past to the future. How about that? Okay. Luna Capital is a game by publisher Devere Games, and this is by uh, Jose Ramon uh, Palacios. And in this game, you are going to be drafting cards and tiles and putting them out into your tableau. Your cards are going to be kind of your... The, the surface of the moon and these tiles that you're putting out there are going to be these different buildings. So mm-hmm. on your turn, the gameplay is, is fairly simple. On your turn, you are going to choose one of three available stacks of cards plus tiles, and you're just going to take it. Then you're going to have to play one card onto your, onto your tableau, and then you have to play all the tiles that you gain that round. So the first round, how this plays out, this, this plays over the series of, of three phases, A, B, and C, mm-hmm. but the first round of the first phase, you're only going to have one card and one tile. Then after everyone's drafted that round, it comes back around to you, then you'll have one card and two tiles, one card and three tiles in that third round, and one card and four tiles. How about that? <laughs> that you're going to get for that last round. And... <laughs> <laughs> and again, you have to place all of those tiles. The card has mostly it has spots for four different tiles that you're going to put on there. Some only have three. I don't think there's any that have two. I think it's just three and four. And then at the end of the game, you're going to play through the game, the entire game like that. Yeah. Most of the tiles are just going to give you straight up point multipliers at the end. 
there are some that will allow you to, you know, shift tiles around, some that will allow you to put your cards in different orders. I didn't mention this, but when you place your cards out, they're numbered one through 10, and you have to put those in numerical order. Mm -hmm. So if I put a one down, I have to then put a higher number down later on. It doesn't have to be a two. It can be a five or whatever, but you have three different rows. At the end of the game, whoever has the most points is going to win. There's also these different cards that you can, uh, that have, uh, what are those called? Those... The cards that give you points once you complete these objectives, like objective cards. Mm -hmm. Once I complete this card, uh, yeah. I can put my marker on there saying that I'm going to get these points at the end of the game. But now that's not going to be available for anyone else to get in later rounds. That's it. That's the whole that's game. It. You're just drafting tiles. Boom. Getting points. That's it. That's right. There Luna we go. Capital. Let's talk about it. What about the art and components to start off? Nice. Nice. I really like the art in this game. It's got this like cartoony, sweet vibe. Um, I liked playing the whatever corporation or whatever that was called Astro Burgers last night. It's kind of nice. It doesn't really matter though, right? I mean, as far as like what corporation you're it's playing. It's like yellow. Yeah. <laughs> yours Give me the yellow. Yours isn't different than I'll mine play the is pink. what I'm getting at. Right? Nah. Yeah. That would be cool if they were able, if they did that at some point in time, maybe. Yeah. I, I would say the, uh, it's really just cards and tiles, but the, the tiles, you know, good. There's thickness, a rocket ship. The cards you can put nice. your tiles in. It does have a rocket ship that looks a little bit like Jeff. Uh, what was it? Who was it that Jeff Bezos from Amazon? His his rocket ship had had similar similar <laughs> <laughs> similar look as that. I'm not. I mean, right? Does it not? It looks a little bit like it. <laughs> Is that too much, John? John's blushing over here. Oh, there's just there's just Am I wrong? I mean, I there's just so many things to say right now. Okay. Don't say any of them. I, I, can I say this? No, you can't. I've never seen Jeff Bezos rocket ship. Is it Bezos? Bezos. Be I don't know how to say his last name. You really haven't. No. Okay. Look it up. Okay. You're going to start giggling. All right. It does have some some a, a, Oh, is it with all those memes and stuff? Yes. Okay, yes. That's I have absolutely that. right. Um, okay. so the rocket ship that holds the tiles looks similar to that. Um, but there's really not a ton of components. And so this is a, a situation kind of honestly kind of like um Tutankhamun where because there's not a ton of of you know, ton of components in the box. Let's kind of lavish this up a little bit, right? Like let's add these things that don't really add a whole lot to the gameplay. It looks nice, but it's nice. So you have this tray where you hold the tiles, which is really helpful. I will say it's also kind of annoying because you can't pull that tray out of the box because oh, no, it doesn't yeah. have a bottom. So if you pull the tray out, all those tiles are just going to fall out. So that is, mm, that's bothersome, but I don't know if I need that tray to begin with. So I think yeah. it's, it's fine. I just leave that tray in the box um. Yeah, a, a, a nice little carrier for the cards that you're gonna draw from. Yeah, that's nice. It has a board to hold all the components. Uh, yeah, all, all of it's done really well. Screen printed, meeples, well done. I like the production of there this. There you one. go. Okay, does the gameplay match up with the components that we enjoy? Yes. You, you're still you're hooked on the on the rocket ship. No, I'm not. I just okay. didn't know. Like I started last time with my thoughts, and I didn't want to just start my this time with my thoughts okay <laughs> oh yeah i guess that's right i, I we try to go mine. back and forth yeah you're the one that is caught up on that this <laughs> we have a little bit of a theme going on with this show of tile games right but also games where the the gameplay itself is not really that difficult like when you're just, sure in the last game you're just taking these tiles and collecting sets of them in this game 
it's kind of the same thing. You're just collecting tiles and getting sets so that you can get points at the end of the game. That, mm-hmm. that really is it. And so when you think about the core of the game, that doesn't really sound that exciting, right? Right? I mean, like, let's I mean, just grab it, these tiles. If you and like get tile ma- play, like placing. <laughs> what are you saying? Tootin kind of. <laughs> of a second, I got. If uh, you like tile placement, then yes. That, then that sound. sounds exciting. But if you don't, then probably not. Yeah, yeah. But this one has that uh, some other things going on, I guess. You know, you have to get those cards in the right order, and yeah. so that makes a difference. I didn't mention this, but those cards actually have symbols on them as well. So some of them will have buildings that you're trying to collect, and so that that would be a valuable mm-hmm. card that you might want to get. But it might be a really high number, so you don't want to put it down early on in the game. You might want to hold on to it till the till the end, right? Yeah. There's uh there's the uh car the tiles that you get that aren't always great. Okay, some of the tiles are just these meteorite spots that you're getting that take up a spot on your board. However, at the end of the game, you're going to get a bonus. For getting the most of those symbols on your board the problem is you don't want to fill up your board with them because it's taking away from yeah. other spots that you want to have on your board but but again the gameplay itself is is pretty stinking sim- simple other than like the planning aspect of where should i put this tile i don't and how can i plan for the future right i, I need yeah. to leave spots open for for these other tiles yeah what i think i like about it is you know that choosing as you talked about like you have to pick a card with a tile or multiple tiles. Those are in can sometimes grueling decisions. Mm-hmm. Like you love the tiles there, but you hate the card number that's up there. Cause you have to put the card and put the cards in order. So if you're midway through the game and you have three rows and your rows are six, five and seven are the last, you know, are the last numbers. And then you have a card that's number one, but you love those tiles. You're going to have to clog up your deck by taking that. Doesn't mean you ever have to play that card. You may never play that card. Yeah. Um, or you'll have to get the thing that lets you cover up, which I think is a brilliant move. Like there's tiles that let you cover up the numbers and ignore the number to where you could just put that over the seven and um yeah, and play that wherever you want, all that stuff. Um so I think that that combination of the cards with that and the pre planning that you have to do with the cards that you're laying down is really smart. Yeah. And then you obviously place the tiles on top of there. It gets interesting, as uh, Dean said, like when, the, when you have four tiles that you're trying to place and you have to think ahead. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, because at first you're like, oh, I gained a tile and a card. I gained two tiles and a card. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got to place four tiles down right now. And that that's <laughs> the toughest in that first round, especially because you really don't have that many spots out there. You have to plan out really well. Now, there are opportunities to shift cards around and things like that, yeah. but, but you really do need to plan well. What, we didn't really talk about what the tiles are, yep. you know, and, and I think we can do that a little bit. So a lot of them are these tiles that just have these symbols on them. I'm not looking at the rule book. I probably should be right now. They just have these symbols on. And if you collect these symbols in your lar- largest continuous uh, line of those type of tiles, you're going to get points and yep. potentially a lot of points for those a lot, yeah. four yeah. different types of symbols that you have. And then the last type of symbol of those, it, they're like these little dome tiles. You're also going to get some set collection there. Oh, which you hate. Huh? Which you hate, obviously. I hate it? Set collection. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate set collection. I just don't want as everything. I don't like set collection game. in general that much. That, like, tons either, if that's all it is. Yeah, so those symbols, they're the, the vital systems, okay? They're the hydrogen collectors and oxygen collectors and water condensers. You're collecting 
a, a bunch of those things. But then the greenhouses, you're going to get you know points for the contiguous greenhouses, but also there's different types of greenhouses with different types of fruit mm-hmm. in them, and so you're going to get you're going to get various points for for having different sets of those. The buildings are going to give you points for how many of those types of vital systems that you have. Mm-hmm. Some of them will be like if you have you know, the oxygen collectors surrounding this, you're going to get two points for everyone that's surrounding it. So you get lots of points there. Residential complexes, which give you one point per different symbols that you have on the board, yeah. like different money symbols or different buildings. What else we got here? The sales offices, they're just going to give you straight up points at the end of the game. And the other ones are things that change the game. So like demolition, I can destroy a building or a spot on my board if I don't like that so that I can build over it later on. The selenite robots that John was talking about allow you to change the number or, you know, negate the number when you yeah. play the card that time. And then the logistics redistribution allows you to move different tiles around. So even though the gameplay itself is really simple, grasping how all of those play together and how to get those yeah. points is actually a bit of a challenge. At first it was the, a little first game. Yeah. I remember the first, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, I've re- really unsure exactly where to start i'm going to start placing tiles i i kind of gravitated towards the contiguous lines at first because that was simple to you know grasp yeah but by the end of the first game i'm good to go like super good to go like it's not complicated that complicated it's just there's different things going on but what that's what i one of the things i really enjoy about this game dean is that there's a lot of paths to victory i think there's a lot of ways to score points you just have to maximize it and i think one of the cruxes to the game is um, the building tiles because the building tiles when you place them you'll score points based on what's around it and some of that may be hate drafting seeing that dean has a ton of those buildings i've got to take this tile because he's going to score 10 points off of it right now like that's a ton of points maybe even more but there's so many good things in the game though and you say that but then like with those vital system tiles you're actually getting the points are multiplied. So it's not just straight up points that you're getting for those tiles. You get more points, the more of them you get out on the yeah. board. So that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like it could have been even more points. points. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh-huh. and, but then you have the cool things like whoever has the most asteroids, which do you no good unless you have a building that allow that scores you points for them. But like whoever has the most gets 10 points at the end of the game. Meteorites. 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 I keep calling them asteroids, whatever. But like, you know how I said I like that in games. There's one of those things where I like that kind of battle back and forth between am I going to have more than Dean? Is Dean going to have more than me? Do I just say forget it? Let him fill his board up with meteor, 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 meteor. The thing is, if you, if you, (laughs) I was adding meteoroids. Ooh, I don't want meteoroids. Oh man, that is not in this game. Thankfully, no meteoroids in this game. But you're right, because if you focus too much on that, Ugh. there's no second place for that. You're only, it's first place or, or bust. Yeah. And so if you've spent a lot of time putting those out there, you're going to be in bad shape because you're you're preventing yourself from getting points from other places, potentially. Yeah. Most of the meteoroids that are going to, meteor- <laughs> <laughs> oh, look what you've done. The meteors. Most of the meteorites, because they're actually on the ground, right? I think that's the difference. That's right. You're right. So most of the meteorites come from the cards that you're placing on on the table. But again, I might have a card in my hand because you have a hand of three cards and you're choosing which card you're putting out there. I didn't mention yeah. that. If if I have a card that has a symbol for one of those vital systems, I would much rather get that out if I can. But 
I, you know, a, a lower value card might yeah. have a meteorite on there and it's better for me to get a lower value card out there. So there's uh, the crunchy decisions, really crunchy decisions yep. on, on that. And I like that. I like that the decisions come in the drafting. Those are difficult decisions because sometimes it's, it's a no brainer. Okay. I definitely need to take this stack sure. of yep. card and tiles, but then sometimes it's not. But on top of that decision, you then have to make a decision where those tiles are going to go onto your board. And if you don't really have a good place to put them, you might not take that this time. You yeah. might try to hold off and see, maybe this will be around next time, so I'll have a better place to put those. So they line up more with the cards that are out there. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Wow. It's like, I like the player interaction of this game too, because it's not like, I mean, you can hate draft, but like, it matters. You have to pay attention to what other people are doing. Because you cannot just let them just take off with things. Mm -hmm. So there's that like maybe indirect player interaction, but the direct part, I guess, is like you're. I mean, whatever tiles you're taking. Also, and um, I mean, whatever tiles you're taking, you know, they can't get. But also, those race two goal cards are fantastic. I love games with that. Every like whoever gets to that first. Yep. Now both players can get it if they get it by. And I, I think that's pretty smart too. That it's not just strictly whoever gets it first wins i think it's kind of cool that like it's by the end of the round yeah uh -huh. so a lot of times you're both going to i think last game it's the end of the phase too so you even have yeah. more time to, to see what the other players are going to get yeah that's right and so like i think last game i won two and you won two like both of us got beat out we didn't, weren't able to complete one of the persons that's right you know <clears throat> um the game and there's two two short term and one long term which i tend to like that yeah. as well i think the game before that was even was closer dean has he beats me at this game a lot. Um, that is only a one-point difference. I think that I missed on two of them or something. Like, Dean had a significant lead in that part, but I was able to catch up in other places. And that's the last game. But then game. you won the meteorite. Yeah, which was know, 10 points. Yeah, uh, Actually, a kind of a 20-point a shift if you can No, absolutely. In way. a two-player game like yeah. that, I mean, you're just like, yeah, that's absolutely right. So that's that's huge. I mean, that's really huge in this game. And so, again, I, at the, the last game we played, I had I felt like some bad cards to start off with like got some really high numbers which yeah. is hard hard to start the game off so it was causing me to have to draft some lower numbers to start off which some tiles i didn't love and i thought man i don't know if i like this i'm really getting hosed but i really enjoyed those high numbers at the end of the game yeah <laughs> uh, whenever i had those but also like i did i felt like i was starting off pretty slow but i came back dean beat me but i was competitive in the game and i felt good about that like there's so many ways to score points you can if you're you can figure it out. If you got that, if you can if if you can figure it out, you can figure it out. Is uh, there we go. You can quote John on that. If you can figure it out, do it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but it but it's it's nice that you don't have to really hone in on one thing. You can get points from a lot of different ways. That's right. And they all seem to be pretty pretty valuable. But the other part of that is you can't really or you shouldn't probably let somebody really run away with yeah. getting like a water condenser, right? So if I get 10 water condensers, I get 40 points at the end of the game, okay? That would I didn't, be ridiculous. I didn't get that in our last game, but I think I did get nine, which is 35 points, okay? This is out of uh, our first, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Our, our last, excuse me, not our first game. Our last game, we scored like 120-something points was the winner. I think that's right. I think it was like 120 to 121 or something. Yeah, and and so 40 points for one of those things is a lot. <laughs> a and, lot. and So you can't just let somebody <laughs> run away with those. No. You need to say, and on top of that, if let's say I'm getting those water condensers and I'm putting them in a circle, okay, and I'm yeah. leaving one space in the middle, 
What's going to go there? Well, one of those buildings, it's going to give me two points for every one of those surrounding it. Hopefully. So in that case, I'm going to get 16 points yeah. from that. So if that actually, now that I think about it, I did exactly that, John. Yeah, I did that. I got nine around there, 35 points, and then an additional 16 points on yeah. top of that. And so that's that's a big deal, getting 51 points just from the water condensers and that one building that went in the middle. That's fun. But you can't let somebody run away with that. It's really fun. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Let's do it. You want to go first? You want me I'll, to go I'll go first. first. I think okay. you went first last time. Luna Capital is a game that I enjoy. There <laughs> you we go. like me now. I, I'm, I'm finding myself, you know, sometimes you, you connect with certain publishers. Devere seems to be one of those that I'm connecting 100%. with. 100%. That was going to be in my final thoughts. So oh, I'll just jump gone, in. You should have gone no, first. Every, every time Devere comes out with something... I like it, and I genuinely like it a lot. Not like, you know, there's some some publishers like, yeah, they always do solid games. Uh, these guys are like more than solid games. Like, they're putting out some really good stuff. And we haven't even, we've never even played Red Cathedral, which is I know. Like their biggest game. I'm like, that's, you know, so, all, that's so all stupid. The hotness. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Devere, if you're listening, I would love <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we should have, um, by the way, this is, is a review copy as well. Yeah. Uh, both of this. I will and, review and Red Cathedral if it gets sent Tutankhamen to us. Common <laughs> was a review copy, and, and so was this. But, but with with the games that they put out, they have these kind of simple mechanisms. Yeah, grueling decisions and fairly quick games, like quick under games. an hour. Yeah. yeah, this is forty five minutes, which is is totally totally right. I would say this is what it says on BGG. I'm digging it. I really like this game. I, I think that. It is set collection like you were talking about, but the interesting piece is the drafting. I, I yeah. really love the drafting, and I love how the points work and the interaction between the players works within that drafting system. Really fun game for me. I'm going to give this one an 8 out of 10, which means, ooh, I had it pulled up and then it went away. Well, you you would, probably have it memorized. So this is a, a, very, a very good game. I like to play. Probably I'll suggest it and will never never turn down a play. Yeah. I am that and probably a little bit more. Not not quite in eight and a half territory, but but definitely a really solid eight. Oh, it does say on that that you will probably, you will never turn it down. Yeah, I don't think I would turn down. That's probably why the King Tut game, I would turn a game of that down sometimes. It's difficult. So, that, yeah. That's a lot to say in one statement. Yeah. But anyway. So you'll turn any game down though at some point, right? That's the thing. That's why it's all kind of subjective. Would you turn, like you would? What was your top game? A feast for Odin. Would you? Yeah, ever? there's certain times I'd say no yeah, to it. Me too. I would never like, turn down Blood was, Rage though. Really? Never? Ever? I would rarely turn kidding. down feast I, for I Odin, would. but there are times I'd be like, nah, I'd rather just play Luna Capital because it's faster. Yeah. You know. Um, speaking of that, really enjoy this. Like, there's a lot of tile placement games out there. There really are. And I generally like tile placement games. Mm -hmm. I mean, Glenmore 2, we've talked about a lot. It's really high up there. Um, I think that those are, you know, again, generally pretty fun. This one has that grueling decision part that I love in games of that. I said it before. I want that card, but I want those tiles. And like, oh, man, I want this, but I want that. And oh, no, Dean has that. And so it's like four decisions. There's three actually three stacks of things that you can take. It's not like an overwhelming amount of stuff and yet it can feel like oh i, I just want both of these or I, and so that's really fun i like the back and forth with the asteroids i like the back and forth with you know trying to um i mean obviously score more points by having more of a contiguous line and all that kind of stuff this game is so smart in a, a smaller ish box in a nice 45 minute time frame i'm gonna do the same as dean and give it an eight out of ten saying that this could 
be close to it. This is really close to an eight and a half for me. I really, really like this game a lot. This is, I'm, I wonder if this is going to fly under people's radars or not. I hope it soars to the moon. You know, by the way, I said this was a game from the future. It's not. It actually takes place in 1977. That's what, Oh, that's, that's cool. That's the, the art style. Yeah, yeah I like anyway. that idea. So, I, my bad, although we're not on the moon yet. But it was a we're lot more future than King Tut. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. So, farther wasn't so bad. There we go. This game is awesome. You don't need to sleep on this game. Here's the problem, though. You can't get it yet. So Yeah. Well. <laughs> I was actually trying to find the, the, the email on this. I'm not sure when this game is going to release. I don't, I don't see it on here quite yet um in fact this is we're just now able to release the review of this we've been sitting Mm -hmm. on this one for a little bit but yes i'm with john i think in this kind of goes with some of those other devere games like like paris city of lights is one that didn't get a ton of popularity red cathedral is the exception in their games yeah but but i really think that this could be a super popular game if it's if it's out there, like if people know about it and know that it I exists. Agree. So anyway, when this one does become available, I we both really recommend it. That's an eight for me. Absolutely. What did you say? Eight and a You're half? You're paying attention to other things did besides you say, me. Did you say eight and a half? I said eight. eight. <laughs> That's an eight. I said eight, but it's really close to an eight and a half. <laughs> Jeez. All right. That's an eight for me. Eight and two and uh, eight, eight point two five from John. Eight and a quarter. <laughs> Whatever. It's an eight. Eight from both of us. We really enjoyed this one. Why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us? If you're enjoying our podcast, we would love for you to subscribe to it. You can't subscribe to podcasts. I never really say that very often. Um, also, rating it would be really, really nice. There's a lot of y'all out there that listen, and we don't have a ton of ratings. So I'll just say that. Like, just as a, we, we like those ratings. Unless you want to rate us low. Then you can just keep your rating to yourself. Just be honest. That's what we want. <laughs> we give you honest reviews. We want honest reviews. That's true. Except not like I hate that John not guy. Hurtful. Not hurtful. We don't. Uh, want we're that. not. Hur- we're not hurtful, are we? No, no, no. We don't never. want people to be hurtful towards us. Not, yeah, that's right. We don't want to go and cry all night long because of somebody's review. Yep. We you're at Meeple Town Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Meeple Town if you want to support what we do. And we're Board Game Geek Guild thirty four oh seven. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. Speaking of Jeff Bezos early in the podcast, what would you have done to go back to yourself and tell yourself, I should buy some Amazon stock? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah. When would you have to have to had to have done that? Uh, in the 90s, right? Okay. Early 2000s? Late early 2000s? 2000s? I, think. I, I mean, right. no, I mean, you could have done it probably 15 years ago and still made a lot of money, you know? Well, the reason I say that is I had a conversation. I dabble in the cryptocurrencies, for mm-hmm. those who don't know, on the podcast. And um, someone was talking about her husband who is buying fake money or fake something that he calls it money. That was, Jen was saying that about Brian. Oh, okay. And I was like, well, I'd quite dabble in that or whatever. <laughs> and there's like, this is ridiculous. Why are you doing this? Like Bitcoin and Ethereum and all this stuff. And And I was like, listen, back in the 90s, everyone said... Virtual stores were ridiculous. Like, what do you mean? You're going to close actual physical stores and you're going to have it virtually? Would you, would giving, you have believed yourself? If I if I came to you, John, I'm from the future and there will be no Blockbuster stores in about 10, 15 I wouldn't, years. I might not have believed it when you said it. Okay. Maybe. Because you will download them directly from your TV. I know. Would you have believed that? May I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm, that's where we're going though. And that's, that's what I'm saying about even like, you know, 
there's all like the cryptocurrencies. Like, what do you mean it's not a there's not paper, there's not gold backing it. How can you do that? Well, I may be giving you great financial advice right now, but I may be giving you really poor financial advice. So I'm gonna put the cat the caption that says, We do not offer financial advice on this podcast. <laughs> advice? <laughs> advice. Or devices. so no one tries to sue us for bringing this up. <laughs> it's high risk, high reward, right? I mean I who, so. you wanna go to Vegas, baby? 